Thanks, Sparring Dog 97. When I'm not no ballsing Ezra Miller to assault people in Hawaii, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Carter is here. Lucas is not here. Um, Lucas is being a Disney adult. So we will see him next week. Uh, we miss you, our friend, our partner. Uh, you know, you almost died. That was scary. Uh, but you know, we're lucky, you know, we're lucky you're safe and and Ryan Rise of the Resistance, like you were always meant to be. He died longer than Nick Ward. He did, yeah. He was dead longer than Nick Ward. Uh, so Carter, uh, there was the there was the spring game on Saturday. The you know, MSU wrapped up spring ball. Um, I unfortunately could not make it. My sister had her senior day in Saginaw. Uh, I'd look like a big dick if I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to watch uh, a scrimmage. Yeah, it, it kind of just was a scrimmage. Uh, it was just kind of like them running through drills pretty much the whole time. Which, again, and I brought this up last week with Mrs. B. Uh, I kind of like this this concept. I, I went back and I kind of skimmed skimmed through the recording like I didn't watch every minute. Uh, you know, I just kind of watched a lot of the game action. And I I love the open practice concept. I think for someone who, look, if you're watching a spring game anyway, you're a fucking nerd. So, you know, you can't pretend, yeah, you can't pretend that like, oh, like, oh, I want to watch football. Then like, why are you watching the spring game? That's the spring game was never real football. Like, go watch the USFL. The spring league, our, yeah. our, our. Our good friend and brother Shea Patterson. Yeah, I just hope Shea Patterson has a great Wednesday. Um, that's the greatest Wednesday in human history. The one of the greatest. I mean, let's not get crazy. Okay. Understood. Understood. Yeah, they they basically ran the they they I think they were planning on having like an actual like spring game, like a you know kind of simulated actual game, but then there just wasn't enough offensive line depth. I think a couple of guys are injured right now, so. They couldn't really do that, so they went back to the spring, this kind of open, open practice and open, you know, drill thing that they did last year uh, that they had to do because of COVID and everything. But I mean, I wasn't so much paying attention to the drills and the and the practice itself. Although I will say I did see some things I liked. I mean, I, I Darius Snow looked really good. Uh, I saw Aaron Brule covering a running back down the field, and he actually knocked the pass away. So he's going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah. So a Jacoby Winman get to the quarterback. That was fun. Um, so there were a couple things that were pretty cool. And Jaden Reed is Jaden Reed. Um, Caden McDonald looks like a guy who could end up getting some snaps this year. I think he had a solid practice. I think all the receivers look really, really good, actually. But really what I was more paying attention to was the environment, you know, the the ambiance at Spartan Stadium, we can call it. I mean, it was it was it was freezing. It was not it was easter weekend so not as many people as you might have expected would show up but it was a pretty decent turnout and that's kind of what i was hoping for i was hoping for a really good environment with all the recruits on hand um and there were a lot of them uh so that was really cool especially there were a couple five stars you know ruben owens was there running back from texas david hicks a defensive end was there as well Uh, and then just a lot of other guys i saw xavier booker was there um and so, I mean, these are the guys we kind of have to close on. Uh, and I think that 
the staff is doing a good job right now. I mean, we've seen some rumors of some flips and maybe some commits coming down the line. Not entirely sure yet, but I guess we'll see it as things progress. And I think the funniest thing was T Grizzly being there. That was <laughs> awesome. I saw him. That was so cool. I mean, and so- there was a bunch of kids and they were, uh, they were cheering for him. They were yelling at him, hey, T Grizzly. And he waves at him. He's got like a huge entourage with him. That was awesome. So, so what's the, what's the final story on, on, on T Grizzly? Like oh, the word around the Chris Solari, uh, MSU Twitter's resident boomer, uh, tweeted that uh, the administration didn't know T Grizzly was coming. And the second they found out he was there, they rushed him off. Uh, they rushed him off campus, but but the uh, but Sparty took a picture with him and yeah. he tweeted it to like the official Sparty Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So I find that kind of hard to believe that the administration was just that the that the at that Stanley was just hoodwinked. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that he was sound right. Yeah, he was brought in through like the side entrance. Like. <laughs> No, that doesn't sound right at all that he would be rushed out. I mean, he was there for, I think, the whole game. I wasn't there the whole game because it was cold. And I, <laughs> sorry, not not a deep water person, I'm afraid. <laughs> but, uh, well, Brett's been living in that motherfucker yeah. all winter. He's been you living can't in stay for two hours. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was there the whole time. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound right at all. I mean, I, what I thought was that like T Grizzly had reconciled with the university and everything and reconciled with the kid, I guess he stole the laptop from. Um, so, I mean, Tucker brought him in and I think it was good for recruiting because you saw a lot of recruits were taking pictures with him. A lot of current players were taking pictures with him too. Yeah. Um, but that's, a, that's, I mean, that is something that you can show, like that's something you can see on, on social media and think, oh, look, this is a place it's like, oh, T Grizzly's here. That's that's pretty cool, and it helps with recruiting, I think. Yeah, I I, I had a couple takeaways outside of the T Grizzly stuff. Hmm. Um, my, my biggest one is is I think I think with Tucker, a lot more of the fan of larger percentage of the fan base is more uh, tuned in to the day to day culture of of the program than I think kind of under D'Antonio because with D'Antonio like the assumption was it really doesn't matter who we recruit because they're just going to turn into studs anyway like if that like if D'Antonio offers a two-star from Ohio then he's obviously like Kirk Cousins or you know Le'Veon Bell or whatever and I think and I think kind of Tucker has has flipped that narrative to where, yeah, you're right. Like there have been crystal balls put in for us flipping an Alabama commit. And I thought we'd ever see that. Right. And you know, not a lot of programs flip Alabama commits, right? There are there are even the even the Alabama commits that aren't quote unquote takes. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's not that rare that that happens. They usually decommit before they get offered somewhere else. So to flip a kid who has an offer from Alabama is is special, and that's and that I think that's something that a lot of the fan base has to recognize is 
is again, it's just one more sign of all the other signs that we're we're operating on a different level, right? We're not trying to be the the plucky the plucky underdog that we were under D'Antonio. We, you know, Tucker is building us up to be the Death Star, right? He's building us up to be Clemson. He's he doesn't Death want Star. he doesn't want to have everything go right and 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 make the playoff and then get smoked in the semifinal. He wants to build a program where even with two losses, they're in the conversation to be selected into a 14 playoff. That's the kind of program Tucker wants to build. Those are the kind of programs Tucker came up in. And that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of culture and the kind of mindset you need to compete in modern college football. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of going all out on NIL, going all out on the portal. Uh, those are the things you need in order to succeed in the modern game. And, and Tucker is doing it better than than almost anybody. Yeah, I always use Clemson as kind of a as a barometer for what I think Michigan State can be. I mean, they were a team that Clemson was always the team that never was really actually you know focused on. Like they were just kind of a, a pushover team in the ACC until Dabo got there and built them up into a national powerhouse and. I think that and not to say Michigan state was ever kind of like a pushover team, at least in recent memory, they've always been a team that's been at least, you know, all right. And we'll give you a fight. And then D'Antonio gets to Michigan state and puts them a little bit closer to that, that, you know, national conversation, but then he kind of like after 2015, didn't really capitalize on that. Yeah. I mean, you could, ones. you could kind of tell D'Antonio never had the stomach. Uh, you know, he never Antonio had the stomach. Hollis, for, all those guys, right? They never had, they never had the stomach. They never had the balls to, to do what needed to be done to to be the to be a Clemson or to be a Clemson or a Georgia level program. Tucker's going to do it. He's not scared. He doesn't fear. You know, he doesn't fear any big teams. He doesn't fear going after recruits in other states. He doesn't care about flipping a kid from Alabama who has a legit offer. Um, so, I mean, I think that things should only get better. I mean, we sit on here every time we talk about football recruiting and, and, and the culture and everything, and we just think everything is going to continue on this rise because there's no reason it shouldn't. Right. Tucker isn't losing recruiting battles to Purdue and to Cincinnati. You know, I think that's, and Tucker, you know, Tucker's not afraid to offer guys, right. And they're not afraid to. To, to do the things that programs need to do to be to be culturally to not only be you know relevant in the conversation of top programs but to be culturally relevant right have T Grizzly back on campus D'Antonio never would have brought T Grizzly back on campus give me three Ever. names give me three names of who you think D'Antonio would bring in uh Garth Brooks <laughs> that's what I was thinking too I mean, it, I guess that's not fair to Antonio because Rich Omiquan like was in the locker room after the Rose Bowl, but I don't no think that was, that was. Yeah, that wasn't D'Antonio's doing. I think, I think, uh, I think Tony Lippett kind of. Yeah. I think Tony Lippett and Narduzzi kind of snuck that one under his nose. That was a uh, Darquez Denard, wasn't it? Like that was. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, was Denard's. Yeah, I think Darquez Denard and Narduzzi kind of kind of yeah. slid that one in under D'Antonio's nose. He's like, who the hell is this? Oh, he's with us. It's cool. It's cool. Right. But, to, you know, again, and we talked about this a ton last year. 
right? To to take over a program with a bare cupboard, right? A week after National Signing Day. And then to be hit with the global with the global pandemic. And then to have to deal with will they play, won't they, will we play, won't we play, you know, to to then have a shortened season where until the game kicks off, you're not even sure you're going to play that. Yep. To, to be two top, to have your only two wins be against top 15 opponents. And then to use the transfer portal and NIL and all these things to build an 11 win team off a two win team, right? You're, you're selling, (laughs) you're selling sand in the desert. (laughs) <laughs> when you're when you're recruiting off a two win season, and Tucker managed to turn it into eleven and a CF and a New Year's six ball win. That's incredible. And people can say that a lot of those wins last year were because of Kenneth Walker, and I'm not going to argue they were. But I'm also who found went- Kenneth Walker? Who who went into the portal and got Kenneth Walker? Exactly. And I think that, and I think that even with that, they're still building a foundation of a team that can be, you know, a 10, 11 win team every single year, at least like recruiting wise, they'll have enough talent to make that happen. So, I mean, I think, I don't think that last year was a fluke year and I don't see like, that's the thing is a lot of people are projecting a step back. I don't think it's going to be as much of a step back as people think it is. No, I think, I think, I think it's all still there. I think probably the biggest question is, you know, if someone on the offensive line gets hurt, then they're in trouble. But I mean, we've seen what cap can do with offensive lines. He can, you know, make them go from like these just completely useless run games and turn them into at the very least serviceable. So what do you do with, you know, a Michigan state program that has always been known for toughness and running the ball. Plus you're adding a former four-star running back with a lot of years going forward. You've got a former Pac-12 offensive player of the year behind that line. And then you also have this guy who's just come out of nowhere and apparently is surprising everybody. I was going to make, I was going to make a Davion Prim joke. I was going to be like, plus you're forgetting about Davion Prim. It's like big 10 player of the year or Pac-12 offensive player of the year. Uh, four, former four-star with, you've got a couple years on him and Davion Prim. <laughs> <laughs> uh it you know i i don't want to disparage davion you know he's oh, yeah, i'm no. sure he's a great kid and i'm and to be recognized this often by by the people on the beat and by the staff he's got to be working his fucking ass off let's get him on right? the pod yeah well i mean we got to clear ci i at ics and all i got the in with that okay cool yeah let's get Davion. yeah uh supernova running back davion prim uh, no, and and you know a couple other takeaways. I think you know Jaden Reed's Jaden Reed did Jaden Reed things. Uh, Jay Reed to NYC. He might be the best. I saw a couple different people, not even just Michigan State people or local media, say he could be the best receiver in college football this year. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, you know, I think the linebacker. I think the linebacker room is probably going to be the most fun and deepest room in in on the team this year. You know, not only with adding uh Brule is it Brule? I believe it is Brule. Okay. It's not Brule. 
because it's not Dr. Steve Brule. Uh, uh, Brule and Winman, but you also, you know, Darius Snow has kind of moved into like a cornerbacker position. Uh, they Just used to, it. my high school football team used to call it a wolfback, mm-hmm. where he would kind of, where he would kind of sit in the flats, but, you know, would kind of be responsible for run coverage if, if he kind of, if they kind of, if the line kind of got pushed off a little bit. That's what Snow um, can do. He's maybe the best tackler on the team. Yeah, plus, you know, you have, plus Cal Halliday, uh, Cravera's couch, um, you know, Alex Van Summer, or uh, Alex Van Summeren pulled his name, Ben, yeah. Yeah. Ben Ben Van Summeren pulled his name out of the portal. Um, that's probably the deepest unit on the team right now, honestly. Um, I don't see a lot of, you know, especially with, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely. And yeah, I think I think the I think the biggest key to this team's success this season is is Peyton Thorne, right? I think a lot of I think a lot of beat writers have have sort of rightfully called out that, you know, last year he kinda he kind of shrunk a little bit when when Walker wasn't getting his. And Thorne had to create offense himself. I think, you know, Thorne's not gonna be a guy to just kind of sh- Thorne's not going to be the kind of guy to do that forever. He works too hard and he believes in God too much. Like, I think there's a direct, and you know, I'm an atheist, but I think there's a direct correlation between like how much a quarterback believes in God and like their ultimate and their ultimate ceiling. Yeah. And like Thorne is like this, it's Thorne is like in the unicorn zone, like the Barney Stinson hot crazy scale of like, he's not like, He's not like super weird, like Mormon cult kind of believe in God. And he's also like super talented. So I think he's kind of got, he's got it as the kids say. I think I have been a Peyton Thorne defender for quite some time now. If you go back and look at some of my older tweets, Um, I definitely think that he has all the quarterback brain like the quarterback mentality it is all there whether it's there like athletically not always I think he's a little bit limited athletically like I don't think he has like a rocket arm or anything he definitely has enough touch on a deep ball to make it happen um but you know you got to see that intermediate route stuff you got to see him hit a couple slants yeah you you know you want to see him kind of consistently sustain those drives because it was a lot of it was a lot of uh big plays that would beat teams but you want to be able to to kind of move down the field methodically. And I think we saw a little bit of that in the, in the peach bowl when he was leading the comeback drive. So there, there was some pretty impressive stuff there. I mean, there's a lot, I think I like about Peyton Thorne. Um, and I think a lot of it just comes with that mentality. He has so much confidence. He has a lot of swagger in his game. And I think that he's a guy who will never back down from, from anything. So, I mean, I like, I like what we have. A lot of people have said, you know, I want to see Hauser or whatever, but you know, Thorne is the guy who's going to lead him there. I right. kind of go, and, kinda, and, and you know, his dad and grandpa and his grandpa was were like national championship winning coaches. Yeah, so, that's where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, like when you have that level of football IQ, like it would be like Einstein's son. It would be like Einstein's great grandson being a TikToker. Like that's just not going to happen. No. No, he's. I go. I kind of go. I, I I go down a little bit with. With with Peyton Thorne with him and Cade, 
I'm like, I'm like the equivalent. <laughs> yeah, you're you're Peyton Thomas. Thorne's Don Thomas. He's my yeah, he's my brother and family. I'm actually going to their place for dinner in a couple hours. So oh nice. Awesome. Uh all right. That's enough spring game. Long story short, MSU is going to be great. Everything's going to be time. great for a long time. Tuck coming. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, now let's talk. Uh, let's talk hoops. Oh, um, we have to. Yeah. So where do you, do you want to go? Do you want to go good, bad or bad, good? What's the good? Hauser coming back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So Joey Hauser. Uh, put on a story yesterday, anyone in EL looking for a roommate, which I think is the funniest fucking thing in the world, uh, to just be like, hey, like, I'm I'm a basketball player, one of the most well-known programs in the country, but, like, anyone want to, like, shack up with me? Like, can we get this guy a single in 1855, Tom? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like what? Like Joey's gonna go live in the lodges? Like what the fuck is going on there? Uh, no, Joey Hauser's coming back for. Um, is th- this is his fifth year? Correct of of college basketball, his fifth and final year. It will be his fifth year. Yeah. Yeah. So his fifth and final year of college basketball. He will unfortunately be bordering on LinkedIn.com. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, where does Joey Hauser? Uh, is Joey Hauser qualify for the uh, for the job team uh, that we kind of kept he that might. we kind of kept going next year, going through the last season? Uh, but no, I'm I'm happy to have Joey back. You know, I think um, I don't think I don't think Joey was was necessarily um, put in put in the best position uh, where he wasn't allowed to play him and. Was Sam allowed to play right away? Sam wasn't either, right? I feel both like him, both him and he, Sam had to sit out. I feel like Sam was though, because Sam entered the NBA draft last. Or was it this year? Maybe that. Maybe it was. Where he did have to sit a year. Where you know his, you know, we transfer where Joey transferred pre portal. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He didn't get to play in that nineteen twenty season that was shortened by COVID. Um. Yep. And, you know, the hype just built and built and built and built. Yeah, Sam uh, Hauser did have to sit a year. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I he thought said they, 1920 as well. That's I thought they both had to sit. That, it, I thought that was correct. So, yeah, I mean, just having – just kind of having to sit and the hype's building and building. Izzo's out here calling you the best passer he's seen since Magic Johnson. Uh, and – and you know you don't necessarily live up to that hype. I don't think through any fault of his own. And you know you kind of become a in the team struggles. You kind of become a pariah, right? And and you know he he stayed. He worked his ass off. He worked on a lot of shit. And I think that second half of this from from New Year's on last year, really, uh, the Minnesota game I think was like the when he hit the buzzer beater. I think that was when it was like, okay, I know what I am now. Did a lot like, for his confidence. Yeah, it did a lot for his confidence. And I think everybody kind of, that endeared him to the fan base. And I think that kind of alleviated a lot of that, a lot of that pressure. So I'm, I'm glad to see him back for another year. Um, you know, he's, he's a major addition to this team. 
And to have, you know, all the best ISO teams have veteran leadership somewhere. So to have Hauser in his, you know, in his third year in the program come back and and kind of lead the team along with AJ, I think is is going to do nothing but good for this team. Yeah, I love how he he came along towards the second half of last season. Um, I remember on our pod uh, after the championships championship classic, uh, I was saying I thought that you know he didn't hit a couple of those shots uh, in that first game, but I think as the season progresses those will start to fall a little more. And I think they did. Um, he probably still didn't shoot it uh, at the rate that he wanted to, but he did shoot it at a pretty impressive percentage. Once big 10 play started, I think he shot it plus 40 plus percent from three once, once big 10 play started. So, and in my opinion, I thought Joey Hauser was the best rebounder on the team last year. I mean, that guy, a lot of what Joey Hauser did last year did not show up on the stat sheet. He made a lot of those extra hustle plays he would, he would go for loose balls. He would save balls from going out of bounds, came up with a lot of important offensive rebounds. He's a decent post scorer too, because I think he has some pretty good footwork uh, and he can get inside and he knows how to like manipulate defenders right. and get inside. So he's really good at that. And I mean, we saw him against Davidson. I mean, he was, I was, I was, I was pretty unconscious i was pretty upset that you know they were hanging with that davidson team because i thought michigan state was a lot better than that davidson team but they didn't play that way and joey hauser was the only one who did so i remember i just kept saying joey hauser is the only one who gives it f right now because he was the only one who was making shots yeah that was it i also think he's an underrated i think for what he is he's not a bad defensive player at all I mean, obviously he's a little slow footed and not great, not very athletic, but I think he knows how to use his body in the post. Obviously he's not going to go out on the perimeter and defend in space, but I mean, we saw him lock up Hunter Dickinson in that game in East Lansing. So it's really impressive. And I mean, I think you're right. I really agree with that point that now this is his third year in the program. I think we can see him along with AJ Hogard kind of establish himself as that leader. I think with the confidence that grows with the comfortability that comes from having that experience you're seeing a guy who's going to eventually maybe become a go-to score that we thought he was going to be. So it's really, really great that he's back. Yeah. Um, you know, the only person in the big 10 who went after more balls than Joey Hauser was Hunter Dickinson last season. So, and that's three of them. <laughs> Bam. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm glad to have Joey back. Uh, like, you know, you, you covered everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just a quick thing about his defense, you know, he's never gonna like, he's never gonna like guard someone off the dribble and be able to kind of force them to go a different direction and, and kind of lock them down and, and not let them pass the elbow and, and kind of break up plays. But, you know, he is, he is a big body down low and, and you know, that's something that, especially in a big 10 where there's going to be kind of a vacuum at the center position, not in not only across the top of the league, but across the entire league this season. It's, it's good to have. Um, Speaking of centers, let's get to the, let's get to the bad. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but Julius Marvel, Julius Marvel entered his name in the transfer portal. Um, You know, it's, it's complicated, right? Because I think you and I, you and I see see eye to eye on a lot. And one of those things is Julius Marble is an absolute fucking liability on defense. Uh, 
a, he gets caught in a pick and roll and he looks like Joe Biden trying to walk off stage after his speech. Like he just turns around and with his hands up going like corn pop. Where do I go? Corn pop. So I really, I mean, when he was on, on offense, you know, he was on, uh, he could, he could fill it up, but he really only had a couple moves and it just kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of like, uh, you're going to miss having, you're going to miss having that body, but you're not going to like, you know, everyone's kind of acting like we just lost Zebo. Like we just yeah. lost Zebo in 02. Yeah. And like that's not that's not what happened. No. Um I think there's good and there's bad with Marvel. I think that the good is that he is a decent post scorer and he's pretty much automatic with that 18 foot jump shot. Um but yeah, I mean defensively he's not good. He cannot hang with a lot of the he could not hang with a lot of the Big Ten centers last year. I mean Dickinson and and Kofi and Trace Jackson Davis all gave him a ton of work, you know, and he and he picks up fouls so quickly every time he checks in the game. So you know you're not you're not really losing a whole lot when it comes to that. It wouldn't really entirely shock me to see him pull his name out. Um, I think that the I mean uh, the, the speculation that he entered the portal, like the reason he entered the portal was because you know, they think like a subsequent move is coming that they're going to add a center through the portal. But I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's the case because, but it, it, it makes sense. But like, because, you know, why would he enter his name if he was going to be pretty much the guaranteed starter going into the year? But I don't, I haven't seen Michigan state linked to a single big man's name. You know, I haven't seen that they went after, uh, who is it? Fardaz Amac or went after Manny Bates or anything like that. Maybe they're trying to be patient and see if more guys will enter the portal because you don't want to just add somebody to add somebody. But right now I, I haven't seen anything that signals that they're going to add a center. So, I mean, I mean, I think that they are because you kind of have to otherwise like going into the, like, I don't think Izzo will go into the season with Maddie Sissoko as a starting point guard or <laughs> starting point guard, starting center. It was the same thing. That's what I was, that's kind of what I was getting at is because he wasn't going into the season without a point guard. That's why he went and got Tyson Walker early, but that's the thing. He went and got Tyson Walker really early on in the portal season last year. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll wait it out and see, but you know, the just, it seems like inactivity in the portal right now. And especially they didn't make a harder push after Jalen Bridges who ended up committing to Baylor today. So I don't know if you were going to get into that or not, but. Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess I'll counter um I guess I'll counter with this. I've been um I've been skeptical of of Izzo's um I don't know, let's say bigger uh to use uh to use the transfer portal. Um, you know, I, I don't know what Marble's motivations are. I mean, he did lose his father last year. And, you know, maybe he's prioritizing family. You know, I'm not him. I don't know why he entered his name. Um, But that could, you know, I I don't know what it's like to lose a parent, but I imagine that you're just going to want to be as close to family as possible after that happens. So that could be it. There there are a multitude of reasons why Julius Marble entered the portal. Um. You know, whether or not he was quote unquote processed by Izzo, 
um, I find hard to believe. And I think the thing that a lot of people have to realize is that MSU season has been, has been functionally over for a while, but portal season is just beginning. So I think everyone, everyone on the timeline needs to take a goddamn chill pill. All right. Take half a Zan. You know, we got 15 hours till we land. All right. Just fucking everyone relax a little bit. Okay. If we're still having the same conversation of we need to get a big in the portal in in mid June, then yeah, it's going to be a bit more. It's we're going to be in a bit more dire straits. Okay. But there's what? I just saw Villanova. Jay Wright is retiring. What? Yeah. Oh my God. What the fuck? Is that That's real? Funny. Are you, did you get I just, got athletic, I just got an athletic notification about it. Hold on. He's seriously contemplating retiring this offseason, sources tell the athletic. That's what Sham Sharanya just said. That's wild. I didn't think, what? No, what? <laughs> Hold on. Is there anything on Twitter about it? Yeah, John Rousting, sources. Jay Wright is expected to step down at Villanova. Fordham head coach Kyle Neptune will secede Jay Wright. Fordham? What? Yeah. Wow. Well, that just kind of like popped up. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, he's leaning towards retiring. So he's done at Villanova. Oh, my. Wow. So. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Um, Yeah. Wow. Uh, Okay. Uh, shit, we're running out of free Lucas, Lucas paid for Zoom, Lucas pays for Zoom and I don't. So we're kind of, we're running out of our recording segment here. Uh, we'll come back though. Uh, this has derailed our episode a little bit. Yeah. God damn. That's crazy. I can't believe that. I can't believe that's happening. I didn't think he'd retire. No, I, I mean, he's uh, still, you know, I thought he'd still be coaching. He's still coaching at a really high level. Like Villanova's not falling off as a program whatsoever. Jay Wright's scared to get it out the mud, I guess. Uh, needed to be handed Jalen Brunson, who everyone just found out about last week, apparently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, can't, can't win a ring without Dante DiVincenzo. Sad. Uh, crazy. Buzzer beater. Fucking A. Carolina. Fucking A. All right, yeah, here wow. we go. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. It's early, right? Like, okay. like there's still a lot up in the end, right? Guys, mm-hmm. guys still need to decide whether they're staying in the draft. Um, you know, guys deciding to pull to come back after staying out of the draft is gonna cause portal movement. You know, there's guys declaring for the draft who will probably who might enter the portal. After deciding to come back, right? So it's there's a lot, there's a lot of balls still up in the air. It's too early to it's too early to say, like, all right, 
Like, why the fuck hasn't Izzo, has Izzo gotten anyone out of the portal? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a whole lot of portal commitments, honestly. There's been a couple, but, like, it hasn't been a huge wave. Yeah, that's... Um... Hmm. Yeah. Kind of threw us off. Jay Wright fucking Jay Wright fucked us up. Uh for real. Uh okay. So I guess um I guess the the question now uh is and here's my suggestion. Okay. We'll get all our fucking shit out today about like, oh, is this a washed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at 12.01 tonight, can we just, like, not talk about basketball for six weeks? Like, can it just be football season for six yeah. weeks? Like, unless something major happens, like, like Izzo retires or, like, Amani comes to MSU, can we just, like, not fucking talk about college basketball for, like, a month and a half? Can we just focus on football and how fucking fun football season is and tailgating and, and all that shit? Like, like, can we just like, can we just do that thing that like the Germans and the French did in World War One, where they like just where they just like fucked around on Christmas? Can we do that? Can we all agree to do that, please? Like where they just played soccer on Christmas and like ate together? Sure. Like, let's just fucking chill out a minute. Yeah, we'll give it a rest. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so here we go. Start tomorrow. Izzo's being interviewed on Valley Sports right now. Oh, yeah, because he's at the Tigers game. Yeah. Nice hey, hit, Barnhart. What's up hey. with the portal mall? Yeah. Izzo, we need six centers. <laughs> we need to fill all 13 spots, damn it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at now. Um. So I'll go through all the movies I've seen real quick. And Carter, I'll tell you whether or not you should see them. Okay. Uh, I'll go most recent to kind of having to having to most recent to oldest. Yeah. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, don't go see it. J.K. Rowling's a cunt and a turf. Um, she sucks. The movie sucks. That franchise sucks. It should die. Um, Ezra Miller needs psychiatric, needs psychiatric help. Um, also, uh, and then, uh, what else did I see? Oh, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Everyone, please go see it. It's the best movie I've seen since Parasite. It is so good. Um, everyone gives such a great performance. Um, I love that movie so much. I might go see it again. Um, Ambulance, the new Michael Bay flick. Uh, it's worth a watch. <laughs> Ooh, it's worth a watch, honestly. I had a good time watching it. Uh, someone gave Michael Bay a drone for Christmas three years ago, and he hasn't let it go since because there are 18 drone shots in that movie where it just starts up high and then flies down into the action. Uh, very funny. Uh Plus, uh, spoiler alert, Jake Gyllenhaal dies at the end, which was very satisfactory uh, for me. Uh, fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fuck you to death. Uh, and then Morbius. 
greatest cinema, high cinema, greatest cinema film. For real. Yeah, I needed. I I need more BS. I need more and more BS. I need more BS. Uh, so it it should make two more more billion dollars, uh, and they should make ten more Morbiuses. Uh, I want to see Morbius in the Multiverse of Madness. I I just want I want all the more I want more Morbius than I can handle. Me and my wife's boyfriend went to go see Morbius, and they let me sleep in the bed together <laughs> for the first time in six months. Thanks, Morbius. It brings people to Morbius <laughs> brings people together. Uh, that's what this divided country needed was was Morbius. Jeb Bush photo of him stealing all the electoral votes, but it's just <laughs> Morbius box reviews. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, I'm an episode behind on Moon Knight. I didn't see the episode that just dropped as we're recording today. I was saving, I was saving that for after the podcast. Um, I like where it's going so far. The three episodes I've seen, um, Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawke is awesome. Uh, Oscar Isaac is awesome. Uh, Oscar Isaac's British accent, like I don't know if that's like a bit, like, like is like is Stephen Grant's British accent supposed to be shitty? I, I feel like it kind of has to be because, like. The fact that he said like "oh bugger," "oh bullocks," "oh bruv," like all like right in a row, like just feels satirical. I don't know. My goodness. Oh, dead air. Oh, sorry. I'm reading the. I'm reading the chat. A lot's going on. The chat that doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not real. Uh, yeah, we definitely don't have a group chat where we make fun of Don Thomas. That doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know i'm i'm excited to see this episode i'm excited to see where it goes um and yeah so i i think that's all for us today carter one more yeah the last winning time episode was the best one so far i i i'm too behind on winning time oh you okay last week's was kind of boring this week's this past week's was fantastic. It was the best episode of the season. Okay. So much fun. Yeah, I do like winning time. Um, I like how it's pissing off everybody who's involved oh in that project. God, that is hilarious. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was pissed. Jerry West was pissed. I saw something that said uh, Dr. Jerry Buss would love it, though. Yeah, because, well, because Jerry Buss, well, yeah, I mean, think about how Jerry Buss is portrayed in that show. He just gets to hang, he just gets to fuck. He just gets to have a good time and fuck. Yep. Like magic is pissed. Oh, Uh, is he? Yeah, magic's pissed. I don't know if he like actually. Magic Magic was so pissed off at the thought of winning time. He produced his own. He's producing his own doc. On Apple TV. Yeah. That's funny. So I just, so I think that's funny as fuck. Um, the fact that it's pissing so many people, the fact that it's pissing so many people off kind of makes me feel like there's a, there's like more truth to it than, than usual. Oh yeah, exactly. Like if Jerry West is pissed off, then that means he really is an asshole. Like, it's like, really it's like who cares? Who, right. Who cares? They're not making you look like war criminals or anything. They're just making you, they're just making some people look like assholes and it's okay if you were. It, it takes being an asshole to be successful in a sport, I think. 
you have to be a complete psychopath. Look at look at Michael Jordan. Look at Kobe Bryant. Those are psychopathic people. Yeah, <laughs> and they were successful and they won championships. Yeah, I mean, do you think Jeff Bezos has a soul? Hmm. No. Do you think Elon has a soul? No. No. And they're successful. They're very rich. Yeah. If Elon does end up buying Twitter or Twitter like enacts the poison pill, uh, if Twitter enacts the poison pill and like has to shut the app down, I think it should send out a tweet. Every It should make every account uh, tweet that picture of Elon with Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, <laughs> just kind of one last fuck you on the way out. Where's the picture of him where he's like balding up top? Oh, yeah. The one with him. Uh, the one with him posing for like a PayPal article. Yeah. 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 That one's good. Uh, all right. That's that's all I got. Uh to make a long podcast short, uh, MSU football, good. MSU basketball, we don't know yet. Uh, Morbius, so very good. And J.K. Rowling, very bad. Mega turf, fuck her. Uh, uh, my favorite, do you, my favorite new trend on TikTok is uh, the one where someone points out something weird about British culture. And it's like, and it's like, uh, and it's like some grotesque drawing. It's like, well, at least that's our schools. Some of those accents, some of those accents are better than Oscar Isaac's accent when he's (laughs) playing Stephen Grant. So you kind of have to give credit where credit's due. Uh Yeah, that's the funniest trend right now. Uh, All right. That's all I got for this week, Carter. Big ups, big love. Lucas, we'll see you next week unless you uh, go have onion rings at a diner to hash out your stuff with Don. Uh, if Don't Stop Believing starts playing, just walk out. Uh, don't, don't like, look around and, like, everyone's looking suspicious. Just, just walk the fuck out. I don't care how good their onion rings are, Lucas. You need to walk out. All right. All right. We're out of here. Carter, go green. Go white. Lord carry Lucas Whitney now. <laughs>